Today's episode of Bachelor Party is brought to you by State Farm. State Farm agents know that in life, anything can happen. You might buy your dream car on impulse or come home to a broken-in apartment. Maybe say yes to a proposal from your significant other and start a family. Or might find yourself in a fender bender when you least expect it. Whatever happens, when it comes to home and auto insurance, State Farm agents are there to help. And with over 19,000 agents in neighborhoods across the U.S., there could be one just around the corner. So contact an agent today because no matter what neighborhood you're from or whatever stage of life you're in, check out statefarm.com today to find an agent in your neighborhood. State Farm, talk to an agent today. Welcome to Bachelor Party. I'm Juliette Littman. Today, I am joined by my colleagues, Amelia Wedemeyer, been on the show several times. Welcome back, Amelia. Thank you. And a first time, long time, Dylan Berkey, who works on our Bachelor Party social handles and is a video producer here at The Ringer. Hi, Dylan. Hi, Juliette. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. What's the first season of The Bachelor that you watched? Uh, I started watching religiously with Ben Higgins' season. Nice. But growing up, my sister and my mom would watch. I got like a couple episodes of Juan Pablo, whatever, a couple here, there. <laughs> Everyone there. pawns it off on their mom, their sister, <laughs> or their girlfriend. But you know, it's okay. People just watch The Bachelor. Men just watch The Bachelor. Oh, Do you yeah, prefer now, The Bachelor or The Bachelorette? Uh, I mean... I know this is not like the correct answer, but I do for The Bachelor because it's fun to <laughs> hang out with no all the right, women. There's no, there's no right or wrong. I think it's very much based on if you are a man or a woman yeah. and how you and what your experience is of watching the show. Because I prefer The Bachelorette because I always think about like if I were The Bachelorette. There you go. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I do the same. <laughs> um, glad you're here today, Dylan, because I want to talk about some video editing. Amelia, always glad you're here. Um, so one thing since the episode that aired on Monday night has come out. A lot of people think there was a very clear Frankenbite. And Lauren Zima, our pal, she posted about this, think that, you know, there's the now infamous line of Kelly saying, I'm an attorney, and like trying to shade Victoria and Hannah Ann. And you don't actually see her saying that. So many people just think it's a Frankenbite of her. She said it probably at some other time. They probably like asked her like, what's your job? And right. she said, I'm an attorney. I have one problem with that. She's a lawyer. I, I understand. I just feel like <laughs> my parents, my brother are lawyers. They're attorneys. I have a lot of experience around people in the legal field. <laughs> I don't think people who are really serious about being, I don't know, this is so judgmental, whatever. I don't think really serious and actually really good lawyers say I'm an attorney. I think they just oh. say I'm a lawyer. Hmm. Interesting. I, I don't know. This is, I've been very negative. <laughs> I feel like my mood to use a, to use the parlance of The Bachelor for this season is just generally negative. So I don't want to yeah. be shading Kelly, but well, I have to be honest. How many people have you met who work in the legal field who are an attorney say, I'm an attorney? I don't think I've ever heard anybody <laughs> say that. Yeah, it's not common. I think that people just say it to like talk themselves up or something. Uh, did Rachel call herself an attorney? She said lawyer? she's my sister in the law. I think Rachel oh, called herself a lawyer. Wow. Okay. Law. That's yeah. a great point, though. We should ask Rachel to weigh in on this. <laughs> That's a really good point. Dylan, as a video producer, did you think it was a Frankenbite? A hundred percent, yes. <laughs> you heard <laughs> but, it here first. But I will say, as somebody who edits audio and video for a living, like half the ITMs on the show are Frankenbites. Right. Like, 
They're yeah. stitching things together all the time. Yeah. It's not like every... And also, there was a couple of times recently where it was very clear that the interview they were showing during, like, a cocktail party was from a different night. Because yeah. I think it was Victoria P. It was particularly obvious, like, was she was glasses or no glasses, what her hair was like. Oh, my God. You're so right. And so... One criticism of this season that I, I've noticed online, which I hadn't really thought about, is that it's just produce. It's like a lot of the problems are producer problems. Do you guys feel like it's been produced differently than previous seasons? Or I guess not produced differently, but stitched together differently, edited differently. I'm well, now that people are talking about it, like, yes, because on Monday night, I think they really tried to make Kelly a villain. I do, too. And why? I don't know. I One thing I don't understand is trying to get us to like Victoria F. Oh, my God. Why didn't they lean into Victoria F just being the, the clear villain that she is? Well, is it a Jed situation where he ends up picking her and they're trying to, like, save <laughs> what they can? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I don't know the ending. That's an interesting hypothesis. I haven't thought about that, but it works when the when the lead picks the villain. Like, just I think it worked for Hannah. It was like, oh my god, how could you pick Jed? But that was good drama. It sucked for Hannah, but totally, it was good TV. It worked for Ben Flanick, very notably. I think that actually is like a winning strategy for television. So I don't. If that is the case, they should have gone with it even more. Sure, but there are like different levels of villains. Like Victoria F is like actually a shitty person, <laughs> and then there are like. Villains that are like villains on the TV show, but seem like maybe nice people in the real world. Sure, that's true. Victoria is definitely more of a um, probably real world villain mm. than TV show villain. Mm-hmm. Although I don't, I don't really have a sense of who she is, other than someone who's really nervous all the time. I guess, and she, and is she even really nervous, or is that just a facade? She's manipulative. Yeah, well, and you can tell because remember when she was mocking uh, McKenna? Oh yeah, that was mean. That was like that's her real side, but she plays it up to Peter, and you're just like. No. <laughs> she just, he tries to make her more sympathetic, I almost feel totally. like. Totally. And also, my mom brought this up. She was like, you know, Victoria F. has been doing this her entire life. She has been using her feminine whatever to manipulate people. And honestly, it seems like, yes, she has, she has <laughs> had practice. Your mom's so insightful. I agree with that. I, I don't know. So that was like the one Frankenbite that people were really pointing out was the one with Kelly and the uh, in the attorney line. And that was just a weird edit of her overall. I've been thinking about it a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't like trying to make her look so clueless as to not recognize she could be at risk. I feel like there just was that was a weird narrative play. I kind of can't explain it. I don't understand like what the point of that was. Yeah, neither do I. I almost feel like like she seems like she's at the top of a lot of people's list for the next Bachelorette. So maybe yes, she is. Maybe, like, the Bachelor producers made an error and thought that we would, like, be sympathetic for her, that she got sent home, like, give her that, like, same sixth-place Hannah Brown finish. Her, and, her like, normalness, it was, yeah, Hannah was sixth, right? Yeah. Yeah. She, wow. She, she got sent home this week as well. You're right. Or I guess Kelly ended up in fifth, but. Yeah. It was the same week, though, after yeah. she met Colton's parents, she got cut. <laughs> Nothing worse than introducing someone to your parents and then immediately having to be like, sorry, you're out now. True. But just to put a point on Kelly, like, after the episode aired, there was an interview with Lauren Zima in which Peter said, like, she would make a great bachelorette. It almost seemed like they were, like, putting out feelers with to the world if, to yeah. see if, like, how people <laughs> responded. So maybe, like, they thought that viewers would react differently than they ended up reacting to this. Because, I don't know. She was, like, kind of normal. Like, kinda a, normal. the perfect pick up until this week. I would like it if we had a Midwestern bachelorette. I said this with Kelsey as well. But I, I think a, a Midwestern woman is a good way to go. Just... Just throwing it out there, you know? Amelia, another Midwestern woman. There you go. I Honestly, I would be into a Kelsey season. 
I still want Kelsey. I like the drama of Kelsey. Yes. I think she really brings it every week. She's not here to make friends. She's here to find so love. True. I wish she would say, I'm not here to make friends. <laughs> Although she has befriended Hannah Ann. Oh, right. Oh, my God. Despite their early problems, they are now tight. So who could have seen that coming, you know? <laughs> no one. I definitely didn't. Is there anyone else that's in the mix that you would like to see them as bachelorettes? There's, so we got Kelsey, Kelly, obviously Hannah B, still single. Right. Of those three, who do you want? Dylan? I think I'd go with Kelsey, but I'm still nice. not really sold on anybody from this season. Sure. Yeah. Amelia, between Kelsey, those three. Yeah, Kelsey. So this is a, this is a Kelsey podcast. You know, <laughs> we support Kelsey and all of her all of her um, hardships and all of her successes. I hope she mm-hmm. has a great hometown. Me too. I'm looking forward to meeting her mom and sisters. I'd like to know who are the people that has helped craft this woman because she's definitely <laughs> unique. She's kind of like an old school contestant to me. Like she could have been on like Chris Souls this season or something like that, where she has like a sad story. She's yeah. often bringing a lot of tears, as we know. Yes, and. I don't really see her becoming an influencer after this. I guess she will. It's probably naive of me. But I don't, I mean, she's already in like the the stylist place. Yeah. And honestly, I want her to be Bachelorette because she just seems like at any second she could have a breakdown, which on, I'm sorry, but I'm into that. I agree. Yeah. But that worked with Hannah Brown. It really did. Yeah. Face the wall and cry. That's what we want. That's what we want. Um, the other Frankenbite from this week that people have pointed out, less of a Frankenbite, more of the opposite. Mal and I reenacted this, but there was a pause after Madison tells Peter what she's looking for, which is a spiritual leader, a strong spiritual leader in her home. Right. And someone in our Facebook group pointed out that if you go back and you watch that, Madison's head is the back of her head is like still moving as Peter's just <laughs> staring at her in silence. And so it seems like they just like turned down Madison. They turned down all of the audio or replaced the audio with dead air, essentially. and made it seem like Peter waited a really long time to respond. Do you think that is correct? Did you guys see this in the group? Yeah, that is 100% what happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's the point of doing that? Why would they want to make Peter look awkward like that? Was it a mistake? They hate him too. I think what happens when you're editing video, a lot of times, like, the scene just, like, won't work, and you just have to find a moment of dead air to, like, move, transition from, like, one part of the conversation to the next. So maybe, like, I don't know, maybe, like, something weird happened where, like, there was a cough or something, and they just had to, like, cut around it. That's a good point. Like, there was, like, some other audio problem, so this was the best way to fix it. I mean, if we're giving them the benefit of the doubt, that would be my theory. (laughs) I don't know why they would want to make Peter look awkward, though. I don't get it. Like, what's the benefit of making him seem like he doesn't know how to respond to this kind of thing? Because we've seen it before with him trying to respond to, like, a heavy piece of news. And he's just like, thank you so much for telling me. (laughs) And which is, like, a nice thing to say, I guess. But it doesn't particularly make him seem very personable or empathetic. And I I don't get it. I think they're just all in on him having a shitty season. And they're like, yeah. We want him to be a shitty bachelor, and we're going to add to it by doing this weird dead air thing. I just don't think so, though. When Chris Harrison came in whenever that was, December, it feels like a lifetime ago, <laughs> he was all in on Peter. He was like, where would Peter— I guess I guess it, it was kind of in the context of like how would he rank against like a Juan Pablo or mm. a Jake or a Jason Mesnick. Yeah. But I think that Chris and the powers that be, T— PTB, as they say online. (laughs) 
I think they thought this season was going to land differently. So actually, Rob's coming next week for Monday's episode. Monday love night. Rob. We love Rob here. And I'm really curious about how they feel about the response because I have a hunch that they thought this season was going to land very differently. Yeah. I mean, we do still have like a third of the season to go still. And like the next so three episodes, happen. those are like the most important in terms of like defining who The Bachelor was like as That's a person true. this year. I just think that we're not going to get a good fence jump moment because if we were, we would know it already. Right. Because we saw with Hannah and with Colton, the one there's something really big with the fence jump. Yeah. Or I think Hannah's equivalent, you guys tell me if you disagree, was when she moved the Rose podium <laughs> at, the, at the final four to like get rid of Luke when he came back again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they tease that a lot, I think. If IIRC. Just talk, I'm just talking in online lingo today. I love it. <laughs> well, I, they have shown, I think they're trying to make a fence jump thing out of his mom being like, bring her home, bring her home to us. Did you see ever see Les Mis? No. Have you seen Les Mis, Dylan? I have not. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Amelia, I think you'd like it. Okay. I don't know if you particularly like musicals. But I, I love musicals. I think it's up your alley. Okay. And Dylan, Les Mis is just one of the most important pieces of art of all time. Okay. So check, check it, it out. out. <laughs> I would say the movie with Hugh Jackman and Hathaway and Russell Crowe is a solid B. Okay. But that is because Les Mis is so good, it's very hard to mess up. It's very it's very good. Check it out. There's a song in Les Mis called Bring Him Home. <laughs> and every time I see Peter's mom crying and saying, bring her home to us, I think of Hugh Jackman walking through the mud, carrying Eddie Redmayne, <laughs> singing Bring Him Home. Because that's what happens in the movie. Wow. Well, look forward to that on at Batch Party Pod. We that's a, that's a meme you guys will make. Yeah, I, I exactly. See, I see it coming. Um, on the meme front, what do you think has been the most most important meme of the season so far? Because seriously, <laughs> I think I do think that the Bachelor thinks this way now because I think the Champagne <laughs> Gate with Kelsey was like a big deal. But we've made many of our own memes. What do you think has been the biggest one? Or most fun, most memorable so far? Well, I, so I can track on Twitter or whatever, and people really loved the whole Tammy and Kelly uh, race where, like, Tammy is going, like, the correct directions, and then Kelly just is, like, one straight line. People like that. Oh, that is a good one. You know? That's a, that is a good one, particularly since those two women both, like, had very— Long lives. I guess yeah. McKenna's also up there for like her Oh, face. the face. Yeah, yeah. the face and is good. Big week last week, tongue week, Shakira and McKenna. Week, yeah, Dylan made a great tongue video. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. I think like years from now when we type in Bachelor into like <laughs> Giphy, the number one search result for this season will be McKenna's champagne fail. Like, you mean Kelsey? I mean, Kelsey. sorry, sorry. Kelsey's champagne fail. It's so good. I forgot about that. Yes, that was iconic. Yeah, it was it was really good. It really was. How did you guys feel about the Barstool guy being the luggage man this week? No? <laughs> That's nope. a pass from both of you? No comment. No um, comment. Should we try to get someone from The Ringer on The Bachelor? 100% yes, and what it should, should be there, me. What, okay, what would, your <laughs> what would you like your job to be? I was actually talking about this with Amelia yesterday. We were trying to brainstorm. It's There's really not a lot of other options other than the luggage, the luggage person, guy. which really sucks. I don't know. Can I be involved in, like— Actually, no. You know what? The Ringer needs to host a date where, like, we bring them in yes. and, like, they have to record podcast. a podcast or something. Yeah. Like, a couple seasons ago, they went to Capitol Records. They'd, like, make a song. Yes, they did. And then in Jason Mesnick's season, they go to, like, a radio station and, like, do a whole date. He actually—they ask him, like, on air, the women listening, like, who's the best kisser? And he answers. 
Wow. Is, he answered that. Okay. It's like a Peter move. Peter would also answer. <laughs> yeah. But Jason had way, way, way better, way better women. Well, we can pitch this to Rob when he's here next. So if, I, I think it's a great idea. I mean, honestly, because it's kind of a primer for their futures because there are so many Bachelor podcasts now. That's a great point. Although, you know, they all go into the iHeartRadio system. That's true. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if they're coming here necessarily, <laughs> but I would, I would love that as well. I also think that these women, I feel like they aren't going to have the lasting success that they're hoping for. Like, mm. is there anyone that you're particularly excited to see in paradise? No. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, no. I, Natasha's my number one oh. for paradise. Yeah. I'm looking forward to, to her there. And I wonder if Tammy gets to go to redeem herself. She's I, had, She's had so. to do a big mea culpa. But those are like the two that I'm, I am I care about. Like McKenna, I hope to not see again. Unfortunately, <laughs> oh unfortunately, I feel we will be seeing her. But I, mm-hmm. and also they're doing summer games. So some of these women could be in summer games. True. I keep forgetting about that. I think maybe Paradise will be a time for like some of the women we lost way too soon to like actually get to know them. Like Alexa, she seemed great. I <gasps> yes. want to know how Alexa, more. everyone agrees, too cool for The Bachelor. Too cool. Duh. And honestly, I would have liked to see Victoria F, but after the whole white lives matter thing, it's like, get her off no. of my TV screen forever. I agree. I, I don't want any more of her. Where are you guys at with Hannah Ann? I think she's divisive. I've come around on her and I now like her. I will say that the letter she wrote, the, oh. the 20 things, was not great with the hearts over her eyes. That was bad. But uh, yeah, Dylan, are you in on Hannah Ann? I mean, I guess, but she's so not ready for marriage. It's just like, I don't know. The the yeah. bachelor asked us to like suspend a lot of disbelief, but with her, it's just like this woman looks like she's still in high school, and it's hard to believe that like she could be engaged to Peter in like four weeks. It is really hard to believe. Yeah. If you go back on her Instagram, there's a lot of pictures of her and her previous boyfriend, who she was with for three years. Wow, a lot. And hmm. it seems like she was more into him than she made it seem. Like she actually, it seemed like they had a real relationship for people in their twenties or whatever. Sure, but. I think that I I don't really understand what she's about though either. Like you can, I just don't know except for Kelsey and I don't think I really understand any of these women. She's the only one who I feel like we've actually gotten to know in a weird way. Yeah, I I do like I think I've come around on Hannah Ann too. I think she's actually a lot funnier than I thought she originally was yeah. and more like down to earth and even with like her modeling stuff, you know, she's modeling Spanx. She's modeling I love as it. a yeah, a, I love it. a sonic driving girl. Like she is taking every chance she has. And that's great. And I respect that hard work. I do too. As you know, I love a working woman. Exactly. That's that's what I like to say all the time. (laughs) Um, Hannah Ann or or Madison, who would you rather be trapped in a broken elevator with? I think Madison's a fan favorite. She is. And I... But I I prefer Hannah Ann. Me too. Big time. Madison is a little delusional. I'm sorry. I think so, too. I I think that Madison is even less ready for marriage than Hannah Ann. Well, yeah. And the whole preview thing, I I respect, you know, saving yourself for marriage and having strong faith. But to put it on someone else like that and you knowing going into the show about the fantasy suites and stuff, like, are are you stupid? I don't really get that. Yeah, like sex is a part of the show. Sex is certainly a part of Peter's life. She knew that going into it. Exactly. And I, it's hard for me to imagine she thought someone else was The Bachelor when she applied. Like, although I, she could have applied at any time. We'll find. That's that's the thing is you don't actually know who the women were expecting to be dating because they, she could have applied two years ago. But she's so young. I mean, they weren't going to have someone under 21 on the show. She's only 23. So Yeah, and, and if you've seen the show, 
you know what happens if you go far enough, you yeah. know? Or maybe she came into this without knowing anything, and that's stupid. I'm sorry. That's dumb. <laughs> Madison, do your research. Seriously. <laughs> um, Hannah Ann or Madison, who do you pick, Dylan? I think Hannah Ann seems more fun to hang out with. I agree. So we all just want a fun hang. We're not Seriously. Look, we're not looking for marriage with these girls, just no. for looking for some fun. <laughs> um, thank you guys so much for joining me today. I'll be back tomorrow with Jacoby. We will be doing a full Vanderpump episode. Scheduling difficulties, but hey, we are committed. We got to talk about uh, our gang over at Tom Tom. So we'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Batch Party Pod, yes. Twitter at Batch Party Pod, and join the Bachelor Party Podcast Facebook group. It's a fun hang. It just, is. Just like Hannah Ann. <laughs> Talk to you guys soon. Bye. 